Hi there, I'm Mike Waters, and we're back with another Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, presented by Krause Health, the official partner of Syracuse Athletics, providing the latest technology and expertise for the treatment of stroke and cardiac emergencies. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by former Syracuse basketball player Tyus Battle. I talked with Tyus about whether he would ever play with Bayheim's Army, his foot injury that ended his season last year in Israel, and his experiences of playing pro ball in Russia and whether he would ever go back to that country. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. And today we've got a great guest, uh, former Syracuse basketball player, Tyus Battle. Tyus, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How about you? We're doing great. You know, I got a chance to see you at the uh, the TBT uh, with Bayheim's Army playing. Unfortunately, uh, we didn't get to see you in uniform there. You were on the sidelines, but yeah. uh, that had to be kind of an interesting experience for you to come back and watch some guys you knew uh, play ball. Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was my first time back in Syracuse and I think three years now. Um, but it was it was great seeing the guys, seeing the alumni, seeing the coaching staff, and um, just seeing the fans in general. It was just uh, great being back. I mean, I was wondering, like, you know, did the fans spot you immediately? Uh, what, you know, did you? How many autographs did you sign? Were they coming up to you? Uh, yeah, they're they're coming up to me. But like, like I always say to everyone, everywhere I go, I mean, Syracuse fans are the best. Uh, best fans in the country and uh, anytime you know any Syracuse basketball player steps in that community they're going to show them love and and it's like a it's really like a family atmosphere it's it's, it's great do you do you see yourself playing for Bayheim's army sometime down the road yeah sometime down the road sometime down the road I mean um, I thought about playing in this year but unfortunately I had an injury uh, so I couldn't play um but yeah, maybe sometime down the road. Well, you brought it up the injury. Uh, yeah, you were you were you're walking around with a with a boot on your foot at the yeah. TBT. Um, you were playing for Israel, right? Not for Israel. You were playing in Israel uh, yeah. in their pro league. Um, how did you break? Was it a broken bone? And, and how did you sustain that injury? Yeah, so I started off the season in Italy, and then um, I was in Italy for six months, and then I went to Israel for the last four. Um, and I actually fractured my foot uh, two games before the playoffs. Um, just made a play, stepped on it wrong. And uh, I actually didn't even know it was fractured. I, I felt pain, but I didn't know it was fractured. I, I finished out the game, and I actually played another game after that. Uh, then I finally got the MRI, and they told me, yeah, your foot's fractured. So I uh, sat out during the playoffs and got the surgery when I came home to the United States. You played an entire game. Yeah, <laughs> with a with a broken bone in your foot. Yeah, like, where where was the fracture? Uh, fifth metatarsal, fifth metatarsal fracture. So uh, I had to get surgery on it, and uh, been rehabbing it for the past. I got the surgery in June. I'm still rehabbing now. Um, so it's it's been, I mean, a good process just recovering my body and just, um, you know, it's good being home. So uh, it's 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 going well, and and uh, it's the rehab is is going in the right direction. All right, so it, it kept you out of the uh, the playoffs in Israel. It kept you off the the roster for Bayheim's Army this summer. Uh, maybe next summer for Bayheim's Army. Maybe next summer. Maybe next summer. Okay. Um, you know, you mentioned that you you were playing in Italy at the the first uh, six months of this past season, 
But I yeah. looked it up. You were an interesting part of Italy. You were on the island of Sardinia. Yes, yes. Sardinia, yes. What was that like? <laughs> it was beautiful. I mean, it's it's so Sardinia is is an island south of Italy. Um, so you're not really on mainland Italy where Milan and Rome is and everything else. You're a little bit south. Uh, it's a beautiful island. I mean, it's a very popular vac vacation destination. Uh, a lot of people go there just to, you know, see the water. I mean, the beaches there are amazing. Um, and the people there are really nice. So, so I, had, I really enjoyed my time there. That's not bad to live and work in a place that's a vacation destination for others, right? Yeah, I mean, not, not bad at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> how close were you? I mean, were you right on the ocean there? Yeah, I was about a 20-minute, 10-minute drive to the beach. Um, so I, I would go there a good amount. I mean, the water was extremely clear. The most, I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so like the water here isn't the best. So going to Italy and seeing, you know, able to see your feet through the water, crystal clear, it was, it was pretty cool. And you left there in January. Yes. Signed immediately with a with a pro uh, team in Israel, and I know mm -hmm. that 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 Israel pro league is very popular mm -hmm. uh, for uh, former college uh, athletes, uh, Americans over there. Yeah. In fact, one of your teammates was the Virginia guard, London Perantes, right? Yes, 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 London. Um... Yeah, London's a great guy. I mean, we, we we always made jokes about the whole Syracuse, Virginia thing. Uh, I think I played him my freshman year, uh, and we actually beat him at the Dome my freshman year. So I always made jokes about that. Uh, but he's a great player. We had a pretty good team, uh, very talented players. And um, when I got there, we, we were struggling to make the playoffs, but we ended up making a huge playoff push, uh, ended up making the playoffs. And and unfortunately, we had a couple injuries, which uh, set us back. Yeah, you and London. Yeah, me, London, and yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was unfortunate, but um, I'm really happy with the squad that we were able to put, you know, make a real, really good playoff push at the end of the day. What's it like to play in Israel, especially a part of the country that that you were in? You were in uh, a, a very kind of a smaller city there. You weren't in Tel Aviv or any place like that. Um, yeah. And I don't even know if I'm going to even attempt to pronounce it, but it was like Ganir, Ganir. Yeah, Ganir. Yeah, Ganir. Yeah, I was. Uh, so Ganir is not. It's, Ganir is not even a city. It's like more of a like a. It's like a community. Honestly, it's like a. You could think of it as like a suburb. So like, um, it's just a small community. I'm about 50, 40 minutes from Tel Aviv. Um, I was in northern Israel. Uh, people were, there were extremely kind. Uh, people in Israel were extremely nice. Um, lifestyle was amazing. People at the beach every day. Um, so weather was 80, 80 plus every day. So I, I have no complaints, no complaints at all. Another beach? Yeah, yeah. I got lucky. I mean, all, all my playing basketball career, I've been in cold areas. And now this year, I've been in uh, two warm areas. So. <laughs> Now, uh, as a player, though, playing in, in, in Israel, especially uh, Ghanir, where you were, I, you know, I looked it up. The arena is like a 2,000, 2,200 seat arena. That seems yeah. fairly small. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, what, what's that like as a pro athlete? Uh, it's definitely different. It's definitely different. Um, but when the games are packed, they're packed. I mean, so it's, I mean, the fans, people, overseas fans are very, passionate about their teams um and they show they represent the team they traveled 
all across Israel to see us play every game. Um, so the fans there were amazing. And then the fans that honestly, every in every country I played in have been amazing so far. Um, so it's, 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 it's pretty special there. Uh, there's one country I'm dying to ask you about in terms of like your travels uh, through pro ball. And that's like, I think it was two years ago. You were in uh, the, the Russian pro league. It's called the VTB. Yeah. yeah. Right. The VTB. So uh, you're, you're basically in Siberia there. Yeah. I was in Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> Siberia. <laughs> yeah. Now, most Americans hear Siberia and they, they, they think, you know, God, you're in parkas and it's snow and it's yeah, brutal weather. Wilderness and wolves running around. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was, it's, I mean, so the city I was in, in Siberia was Krasnyarsk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about, it's actually over a million people in that city. So it's a fairly big, pretty big city. Yeah. It's metropolitan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it does get cold. We've got, negative 45 the coldest then was negative 45 um but i mean I, I really enjoyed it i mean the people there were amazing um everyone was really kind um it's a very good basketball league uh it's, i think it's i would say it's one of the best in europe we have uh three euro league teams a couple euro cup teams a couple champions league teams so it's a it's a very competitive league and for me, for that being my first experience in Europe, it was definitely a learning experience for me. Um, but as the season went on, um, I started making pretty good strides, and and I and I really enjoyed my time there. What did you? What specifically did you enjoy about it? Does the, the, the city, the area, the culture? You know, what what specifically did you like? Time being overseas besides like Canada or something like that, or Mexico. Uh, it was my, my first, well, second time I actually been to Dubai, but this is my second, first time living there for an extended period of time. Um, so I really had to get on, go out my way and just meet people. Uh, I had to try to learn the Russian language a little bit because in Siberia, pretty much no one speaks English. Um, so that was definitely a process just to order food or, or Grubhub things and talk to the delivery driver on the phone or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I was there for 10 months and I, I made some really good friends there uh, that I still communicate communicate to this day. And um, I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. Or order lunch in Russian for me. Uh, it's not the best now, it's not the best. I, all I know is like, Koritsa, which is chicken. I would keep it really simple. Um, and uh, yeah, I, w- I would try my best, but it was definitely, some days were definitely a struggle. Like I would be on the phone with the guy for like 30 minutes, just trying to get him to my apartment. So <laughs> it's definitely a struggle sometimes. Do you ever get lonely? Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Can it yeah, be that, like a solitary experience? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's if, so the thing overseas is you have to be, especially the first couple, you know, first month or two there, you have to really go out your way and get to know people. I mean, because there's a lot of, there's a language barrier, there's a cultural barrier and stuff like that. And you don't know the area and stuff. So you really have to go out your way and try to get to know people, uh, make some friends. And then they begin to showing you around and, 
and showing you how they live. And, you know, so once that happened, it got a lot better for me. But the first couple months there were definitely a struggle, definitely a struggle. Just learning the style of play because the European style of play is so different than the United States. Um, the language barrier and everything else and the travel, especially in Russia, the travel for me was very difficult. Every away game, we had to fly to Moscow, which is uh, a five-hour flight and a four-hour time difference. Um, and from Moscow, sometimes we had to fly even farther because not every team are, is in Moscow. So just just that. And, yeah, it was it was tough the first couple of months. But once I got adjusted, it was I, I really enjoyed my time. Now, obviously, a lot has changed in Russia since you left. Yeah. There's now the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the folks that probably watched and cheered you on in Krasnaya, if they're really aware of, of the war. Uh, so I don't really don't know how much within Russia has changed, but obviously yeah. things have changed from the outside looking in. Yeah. Does that impact you know, your decision or in, uh, other athletes' decisions maybe to go there next season? Yeah, it, it definitely does impact it. I mean, I know once the war started, luckily I wasn't there, but once the war started, a lot of Americans left. Um, and it's it's a really unfortunate situation because a lot of people don't know that. I mean, Ukraine, of course, is neighboring a country to Russia. And a lot of people I know, they have their dad is from Ukraine, their mom is from Russia or vice versa. And and now with this whole war situation, it's it's really unfortunate what's going on there. Um, and it's really sad to see. But, yeah, as, as a basketball player, it definitely um, weighs your decision on if you want to go to that country or not. And for me personally, with the war going on, I definitely wouldn't go. But um, everyone makes their own decision at the end of the day. You know, the other thing that's kind of changed for athletes in, you know, going over to play in Russia, especially Americans, is the Brittany Griner situation. Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering what your what your take is on on what's happening with her. It's it's sad to see. I mean, because a lot of people don't know. Uh, so a lot of WNBA players, they play overseas. After the WNBA season, they go overseas and they play basketball there. Um, because a lot, of, a lot of them, they make even more money overseas than they do in the WNBA. So Brittany Griner was making, I think, like, seven figures in Russia. She's been playing there for multiple years. She's comfortable with, she was in Moscow. She was comfortable with the, everything there. Um, and then with this war and everything that's going on, the situation happens. And unfortunately, I think they're using her as like a political, you know, pawn. And it's, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate to see. And, and I, I wish you the best of luck with that situation. You know, whether there's a war going on or not, when you're leave, when you're an American, especially an American athlete, leaving Russia, I mean, how careful were you? Oh yeah, like, I mean, well, honestly, I was. I was first off, I was ready to go home. I mean, I was there for ten months. I hadn't seen my family in ten months, so I was extremely happy to be going home. Uh, but going through, you know, you know, the, their their version of TSA and stuff like that, I'm always extremely careful. Um, because there's been times, you know, you get stopped, you know, they ask you questions and stuff like that. Uh, but the best thing you can do is keep keep calm, you know, just answer the questions honestly and and usually it just lets you go. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine what she's going through at this point. Yeah, it's, it's really sad, really sad. Um, so 
what are your plans for next season? Does it depend on the continued rehab on your foot? Uh, yeah, it just depends on the continued rehab. I mean, like I said, the rehab is going well. Um, I'm just starting to jump again, pretty much. So I have the boot off, walking without the boot. I'm doing stationary shooting now. Um, so hopefully I get picked up around November or something like that. And um, But I don't want to rush it. I want to make sure I'm 100% ready to play. Um, my foot's feeling good. Body's feeling good. And um, I want to be able to make an impact as soon as I step on the floor. Uh, are you or your agent fielding? calls already from teams i mean i'm sure some you know some folks are probably calling to inquire about how you're doing and if you're interested oh yeah definitely definitely uh but actually at this time most guys are already so people don't know we leave out when you play overseas you leave out in august so most guys are already with their teams working out and they usually have their roster set already um but same with overseas i mean cuts happen trades happen all that stuff so I'm just going to make sure I'm ready, and and when I get a call, I'll be ready to play. Sure. I mean, we already know Jimmy Beheim's in Greece, and we know yeah. uh, Brandon Trish is back in Dubai. Oh, okay. Uh, like I he's your hero. Yeah, he's there. Uh, that's, that's nice. Uh, Dubai is beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the other thing that happened in Russia when you were there is early on, I, I think you were, were among several guys on the team, right, that, that had COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the, that was the, I think that was the year when COVID was going on or that was the first season back from COVID. Yeah. And uh, actually I, I, that was my first time getting COVID when I was in Russia. And during that time you had to, I, they had to quarantine for like 14 days, but that was the time period everyone was quarantined for 14 days. So I think I had, I got COVID in October. I quarantined for 14 days and the VTB rule was to play again, you had to test negative twice. So I ended up being stuck in my apartment for about 20 days straight. And that was like, that was rough. And that's when I really had to learn some Russian because I had to get the delivery guys to bring my food up to the door and everything else. So that was that was definitely a struggle, but I got through it, got through it. Google Translate, right? Yeah, Google Translate is the best invention of all time, in my opinion, because that that got me through it. Nearly th three weeks in quarantine, and and really early on, over there. I mean, so what did the club do? Uh, was the was the team able to help you through that at all? Oh yeah, I mean, the team always kept in contact with me, make sure I was okay, asked if I needed anything. But the problem is that pretty much all our guys were sick at the time. Because, you know, COVID spread so fast. So we played a game and a team the team uh, had a couple guys who had COVID. They spread it to us and then we spread it amongst our teammates. And so all of us were pretty much quarantined at one time. So it was a whole big uh, lockdown. Unbelievable. That had to yeah. be just, just terrible. No, it's terrible, terrible. But, you know, it, it happens. It happens and I got through it. Everyone's, everyone's healthy now. Well, good yeah <laughs> right at least you know some blessings involved with it um you know it was interesting right after i saw you at the tbt maybe a week maybe days later uh a photo of you pops up on social media and it's you and your little sister Gigi. yeah standing in front of the block s up at the mellow center yeah and she's got an offer from the syracuse women's basketball team uh 
Can you take me through that and what happened there with, with, with Gigi? Um, so, yes. I mean, my little sister, if people don't know, she's just turned 14. She's going to be a freshman in high school this year. Um, she's getting a lot better. She's, she's extremely talented, athletic. Um, and she just started playing basketball about three, four years ago, three years ago. So she, yeah, I she, thought she was a soccer player. Yeah, she so she so yeah. When I was at Syracuse, she played soccer. She did ballet. She did a bunch of other things except basketball. And so then we were like, all right, everyone else plays basketball, so we're gonna put one in your hands and see how you how you like it. And she fell in love with the game, and she's been working really hard. Um, so that's a that's one of the other reasons I came to Syracuse because she had an elite camp, and I wanted to see her play. I I, I haven't seen her play in about two years, and. Um, I was able to finally walk around with a boot on. So I saw her, watched her play. She played really well, and Syracuse ended up offering her. So, and uh, she, she's extremely excited about it. What was that like? Were you around? Were you, with, were you within the earshot or whatever when, uh, when, I guess, was it Felicia Leggett, Jack, that made the offer to her? No, nah, I, w- I wasn't in earshot. I know. I, I just let her do her own thing. Uh, but as me, for me, having my, having my sister, you know, get an offer from the university that I went to is, is huge for me. I mean, uh, my, I even showed her around campus a little bit, you know, try to, you know, persuade her a little bit, you know, <laughs> uh, she's going to be a freshman in high school this fall. How tall is she? Uh, she's about five eleven now, five ten, five eleven. So she, she's been really growing. Um, you know, she can handle the ball, uh, working on her jump shot, getting better with that, rebounds, plays hard, defends. Uh, so I think she has a chance to be really good. And, of course, she's not you and her. We can't, that doesn't stop there in, in the family. Uh, your younger yeah. brother. Uh, yeah. Caliph, right? Yes, Caliph, yeah. Got it right yeah. this time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so kind Caleb. of been a running joke for the listeners out there. It's like I mangle his kid brother's name every time. Yeah, I mean a lot of people do, but it, it is you got it right this time. But Caleb, I mean, he he had a <laughs> he had an amazing year last year. Started off playing amazing. Unfortunately, he had the same injury as me, which is crazy. He he broke his fifth metatarsal as well, seven games into the season. Um, plays for Temple in Philadelphia, and uh, he was averaging. 20, 21 plus points per game, shooting 50% from the field, 48 from three. So he was playing amazing. And uh, it's really unfortunate that happened to him. But um, I mean, it, it made him, you know, work even harder this summer. Um, they have some guys returning um, and they added some pieces. So I think they're going to have a pretty good squad this year. Now, Temple and Syracuse are both in the Empire Classic in Brooklyn. Yeah. What what happens if both of them win their opening round games and 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 it's and it's your your kid brother against your alma mater? I mean, you know, I always have to go with family. So I mean, I love Syracuse every other game, every other game. Syracuse fans, if you're listening, to every other game. But you know, it's my little brother. So I mean, I you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's all the more important than the Gigi goes to Syracuse, so you don't have split allegiances down the line. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I got a pop quiz for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how many points you scored in your Syracuse career? Uh, points? Yeah. And do you know where you rank all time? Honestly, I don't even know. I know it's over – I think it's over 
1500 I think. A little think. more. A little more. More. Yeah. You got 1647. 1647. You ranked really. 17th all time. 17th all time? Here's here's the real question though. Yeah. You played only 3 years at SU. Yeah, only three years, yeah. There's only two guys who played just three years at SU really? that have more points than you. And I'm not counting Eric Devendorf. If he's listening, he played three plus. He he, he got he hurt three, like 12 games into a season. So he had okay. three and a half. So Eric, I'm sorry you're out. There's only <laughs> there's only two guys that scored more points than you in a three-year career. Do you know who they are? Oof. Uh, I I didn't even know my point, so I definitely don't know this this answer. <laughs> Dave Bing. Oh, Dave Bing. Who played back in the day when freshmen didn't play varsity ball, so his three years were actually his sophomore, junior, senior years. Okay, okay. And Billy Owens. Okay. Two pretty good that's guys. A, that's, that's a pretty good list right there. That's, that's not bad. That's not, not bad. bad. <laughs> Do you ever regret leaving after that junior year or think about what would have happened if you had stayed? Um... Me personally, I mean, I felt like, I mean, I, if people don't know, I graduated in three years. I mean, I did, I did so many things and. God, I hope they know I wrote about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I graduated in three years and everything else. So honestly, I, I don't regret my decision at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, I love my time at Syracuse. Like I said, the fans are amazing. Um, and I had some amazing experiences there. Uh, but at some point, you know, you have to move on to a different level, you know, and when you feel like you're ready, you have to make that decision for yourself. So, um, at that point I felt like I was ready to go. Uh, I came back to really finish school, uh, cause I made that promise to my family and, um, yeah, I, I don't regret my decision at all. You said you had some amazing moments at Syracuse. What stands out? Give me one or two. Uh, uh, definitely our tournament run. I mean, that that's that's the most amazing experience. I mean, for me, winning is everything. And with that team and and what we went through the whole entire year, just beginning of the year, people didn't really people already wrote us off in the beginning of the year. And to make that run um, was really special with that group. Um, so I think that would be the my favorite experience experience at Syracuse. Um, Probably yeah, yeah. The Duke, the Duke game at the Dome, that was amazing too. Uh, that that was that was amazing. Uh, actually, me and John still talk about it to this day. Andrew, we still talk about that game. So uh, that that was that was definitely an amazing experience. Uh, Georgetown at the Dome was a lot of fun. My junior year, um, Duke at Duke, my junior year was a lot of fun. Um, so I had some pretty good pretty good experience at Syracuse. You see the the one the one you were talking about with John was 2017 when John hit the game winner right against Duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah game winner against Duke. In your junior year down there, you're talking that that was the game where Elijah made the three quarter court shot. Three quarter shot right yeah. before halftime. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those were some big moments. You didn't mention Clemson your freshman year, your game with oh, yeah. your first game winner. I mean, you were known. You you became known as a guy who made clutch shots. Yeah, Clemson was your first one at SU, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Clemson was my first one. Clemson was a big one too because we definitely needed that game. Unfortunately, we didn't make the tournament that year, but that was a big game for us. I mean, I think that game we were on a little bit of a run. 
and that kept our run going. So that was, that was a big game for us. No question. All right. Well, how, how do you say thank you and uh, goodbye in Russian? Oh, man. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think Spasiva, I think. Spasiva, something like that. So I, don't, I don't know if my pronunciation is the best, but something like that. Spasiva <laughs> is thank you. <laughs> well, I wish you continued good health, continue to rehab that foot, get better, and I look forward to seeing uh, where you end up this coming season. I know you'll be playing ball somewhere. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Yeah, and thanks for dropping by the podcast. Of course. Of course. Anytime. All right, Tyus. Tyus Battle there, everybody. We appreciate his time. And we'll talk to you again soon on the Inside yes. Syracuse Basketball Podcast. That's it for this week's Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. Check out our YouTube channel, Syracuse Orange Sports on Syracuse.com where you can watch a recording of this interview along with dozens more. This show is brought to you by the generous support of Krause Health, the official partner of Syracuse Athletics. Until next time, I'm Mike Waters.